Daylight had not yet come to Yallanby, but already the heat was stifling. Emma McKenna lay wide awake in her bed, tormented by an all-consuming foreboding which had denied her a normal night's sleep for almost a month now. It was always worse the hour before dawn, when the absolute blackness and stillness of the night played cruelly upon her senses, filling her heart with emptiness and despair. She heard the floorboards creak on the veranda outside her bedroom and knew her father was taking up a pre-dawn vigil, watching for the intruders. He had told her that like the enemy in Palestine, they would come out of the sun at first light when they were least expected. But unlike the Hun and the Turk, the respected foe at Jericho and Beersheba, the adversaries about to descend upon Yalambi were spineless lackeys, carrying out their callous but lawful deeds at the bidding of the Victorian Mercantile and Pastoral Company. Emma rose from her bed. Her nightdress, damp with perspiration, clung to her slim young body as she crossed the room to the window. With two fingers she drew back the white lace curtain, just enough to see outside. The first traces of dawn were beginning to appear. Emma could see her father sitting with his back towards her on the veranda, his tall, lean frame slumped into his favourite cane chair. She heard a soft padding sound, then saw Trip, her father's old Kelpie, emerge from the shadows and lie down at his master's feet. Beyond the veranda were the silhouettes of several of the homestead outbuildings. Beyond them, but not yet clearly visible, were gently rolling grasslands with scattered clumps of tall gums. The undulating meadows gradually rose up to a high ridge, which formed the horizon about three miles to the east. Streaks of light, a prelude to the imminent sunrise, were already piercing the night sky above the ridge. Soon the relentless summer sun of the Queensland outback would mercilessly burn the brown, drought-stricken face of Yallanby. Emma ran her hand over her throat, catching a rivulet of perspiration before it ran down her nightdress. It was replaced by an icy chill that gripped her body at the thought of what lay ahead. This property was all she knew. She had been born in this very room nineteen years ago and had watched the glory of the sun rising over Yallanby countless times, either from this window or from the saddle on a dawn ride but never before had she watched a sunrise with such apprehension. Suddenly she could restrain her tears no longer. As they streamed down her pretty face, she prayed aloud, Oh dear God, please, please don't let it all end now. The six thousand acres of Yallanby had been home to the McKennas since Emma's great-grandfather and his family came to Queensland from New England as overlanders in the summer of 1865. Three generations of McKennas had been born on the property, and each had sent its young men to far-off battlefields to fight for Australia when its heritage and way of life had been threatened. The first had gone to the Crimean War. Later, others went to the Boer War, then finally to the war to end all wars. The young McKennas had gone willingly and eagerly. Some never returned. Their blood spilled and their short lives snuffed out prematurely in defence of Yallanby, 
their homeland and what they believed in. Emma ran her hands through her long black hair and anxiously bit her trembling lips. She wiped away her tears, then turned to look out of the window again. The sun was beginning to peep over the ridge. A kookaburra mocked her from a nearby leopard gum, its loud laughing cackle the first sound to break the stillness of early morning. Now she could see the ribbon of road which led down from the ridge, the only way into the homestead. The sign of movement on the gently winding road had always heralded the impending arrival of visitors at Yallanby. Emma saw the flash of what looked to be the reflection of sun on metal at the top of the ridge. Someone was coming. Soon a long cloud of swirling dust moved down the road.